0: The pandemic. Social unrest. The state and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Right now it is one oh six and good afternoon. It's Thursday june 17th as we're getting ready to head into the big uh, father's day weekend and this portion of the program folks why not stop by k's for a delicious meal you know k's uh they did such a great job during the course of the pandemic and like a lot of places they're still trying to get back up to speed and recovering from it um why not stop in a great meal is waiting for you at k's i always like uh, they do a very good job with their facebook page and I like to, um, let me uh, just check out the K's, uh Facebook page where there's always delicious food and drink. Uh, right there on Cass Avenue, of course, from uh, CVS. What do we have? Looking for something different? How about a burrito antipasto tomato salad? Looks delicious. Also, the other day, come celebrate National Lobster Day at K's. Lobster roll, lobster grilled cheese, lobster martini. My goodness. And then the food, the, the photos are just fantastic. Baked stuff, pork chop, fresh mozzarella, baked seafood trio. I'll tell you, they do a fantastic job, folks. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you at Case. All right, well, I want to get to, uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I'm not going to say that um, President Bob- I, I don't, I mean, it, it remains to be seen what happens with, I know some people are saying that he he bombed. With Biden, I'm not prepared to say that just yet. I think it's too early to say that. Um, I I think it was it was a different approach. He um, he certainly they had to get out there. That was important. Uh, The the whole thing was a little odd. He's listen. He's not President Trump, but we need to have the United States we need someone that's going to be out front and center dealing with the different problems and i i think you have to look at in the background uh who the staff is and then dealing i mean think about it i i don't know how often he would actually you know have to be on the phone with with putin ideally uh it would be um other individuals who would be um, who would be doing that on his behalf so I'm not I don't know how important it is uh, for him necessarily but we definitely need to have a presence and we need to have a presence with them and in the world and folks it, what's interesting is it it still remains. It, it it remains a problem both China and with Russia and Iran, those three, and actually, I guess, North Korea. But it really still remains um, a problem with those. with It's the same countries. Isn't it amazing? It's the same countries. Hey, you know what's interesting with them? Um, and I meant to put this out on social media, but when they're talking about the Hunter Biden Artwork that he's going to sell for 500000 When you think about that, that is something I'm surprised former Mayor Buddy Cianci didn't think of that. So Hunter Biden, it does remind me of the Baltimore mayor who uh, she came up with a self-published book and then was selling them. And then everyone was then just buying uh, her self-published book. But I'm almost surprised. So Hunter Biden, they're saying some of his artwork could go for as high as five hundred thousand. I'm surprised that C N C had his the mayor's pasta sauce, but they're saying that that was supposed to go to scholarships. But that would have been interesting if he had said, "Yeah, I'm going to do some painting, and I'm going to sell some uh, paintings, and then had hey, isn't that amazing? This person paid one hundred thousand for the painting." But I'm reminded of hearing the story about Boston Mayor Kevin White. And at one point, when they were investigating Kevin White for corruption, and they never made it to him. I think they made it up the ladder to either his chief of staff or deputy chief of staff. But I remember they talked about there was a birthday party for Kevin White's wife. And so the feds who were investigating, you know, they went, they were monitoring the party and some of the contractors we're saying to Kevin White, now keep in mind, she's the mayor now, the mayor's wife, Kevin White, uh, they're showing up and, and she's getting birthday cards with 10000 in cash in them. So there's always ways around it. And then someone else sent me something that organized crime loved when Arlene Violet was uh, attorney general for those two years because she, she was not that effective against uh, organized crime. She took over, if you remember, it was, uh, I think it was Danny Roberts, Arlene Violet, and then it was Jim O'Neill, who then became the AG, and he was like asleep at the switch. Um, Jim O'Neill, for a period of time, he was a criminal defense attorney. Nothing against the guy, but, you know, you just have to hear from people. Um, like, Patrick Lynch was never in the office. Patrick, when Patrick Lynch was attorney general, he he was just always traveling. Any trip conference never if you saw him come in for a little bit in the morning uh sit in on some meetings take a few phone calls boom gone for the day right like good you know, you're you not seeing him at like six o'clock in the office uh but traveling all the time like never there never there on a monday never there on a friday probably had been somewhere and then you know slowly just making an appearance and you hear different stories there was another There was someone who was a police chief. This is not that long ago, but several years ago in Rhode Island. No one remembers seeing him in the office past like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Not only that, he was a police chief. Um, Small, small city in Rhode Island. He would come into work wearing his hunting clothes, not even the uniform. Wearing them. Where do you think he was headed that day? He'd go like hunting all afternoon. He liked hunting. So, um, come in, you know, make an appearance, get in whatever, coffee, breakfast in the office, have a you know, have a meeting or something, and then twelve o'clock, oh, what am I still doing here? Oh, I'm already running late. Boom, gone. Gone for the gone for the day. Oh, off for some meetings. In the hunting gear, wearing his hunting outfit that he was gonna wear hunting. Story in the Boston Globe. US is deeply divided politically. Here at Big Three Three big items which both parties actually agree. And, and this is interesting. Regulating big tech. Want to know an issue that unites both Senators Elizabeth Warren and Ted Cruz? Skepticism toward the power of big tech. Actually, for good measure, you could even throw in President Trump, who's been critical of Amazon. Uh, more recently, social media companies, Twitter and Facebook. That ban him from their platforms. You know, and I agree on that. Spurred by a general consensus, big tech companies are too powerful. There's an actual action um, beginning to take place on Capitol Hill. Last week, very liberal Rhode Island representative David Cicilline, very conservative Colorado representative Ken Buck, signed onto a series of bills. The bipartisan show of support suggests those measures aimed at anti-competitive policies. Companies like Facebook and Amazon could sail through Congress. You know, I actually agree with that. Now, with Cicilline, though, that is not an accident. Because, folks, to me, what this is really about is shaking down big tech. Who has more money than Google and Amazon and Facebook and YouTube? I mean, no one does. So, to me, Cicilline, he learned a lot. You know, let's always remember who the old man was and who's to be over the house all the time. He learned a lot. So it's no accident to me that when you want to try to get money and you're in politics, that's who then they try to squeeze. Second issue, bipartisan um, con- uh, agreement containing China, getting fairer trade deals out of China. Key campaign promise from Trump: limiting Chinese influence around the globe was the main driver of Biden's first foreign trip this past week. From Marco Rubio to Chuck Schumer, countering China is maybe one of the last bipartisan positions left in Washington in Congress. There been action on a bill that would directly address America's relationship with China. Twenty four hundred pages. Passed the Senate 68 to 32. Really seen on something so consequential. If Republicans do take over the House or Senate, look for even more action on China from Washington. Folks, and they have to. They have been ripping us off. And front and center is the virus. You know, that's why John Stewart was catching so much flack for speaking out. Gee, I wonder where it came from. The Wuhan virus. That escaped from the lab. That's how it spread in China. You know, there are um, scientists right now that have signed on to a letter who have even admitted. And this is important. Now, right now, it's 116, 117, excuse me. It's Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Maybe you're on 146 or 295, a Road. They admitted the reason they didn't want to do it in the past was because they disagreed with President Trump. The third issue where there is bipartisan agreement—I don't know if I agree with this—but is deficits don't don't matter. Washington's been on a spending spree. Might be fine coming out of a once-in-a-lifetime global pandemic, but neither Republicans nor Democrats have raised taxes to pay for it. National debt today sits at around twenty-eight trillion. Uh, no one really seems to care. Bipartisan consensus debt isn't that big of a deal, especially with low interest rates. That could change, but folks, if it's taught us anything, it's they take too much money from us to begin with. All right, I'm going to get to some of the sound we have. This portion of the John DePetro show. Now, right now, it's a nice, pleasant day. Maybe you're in the car running some errands. Father's Day is coming up this weekend. You know, be if you want to get some some great father's day gifts and i'm here to help you do that i have an idea it's right on mendon road stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland diagonally across from Davenport restaurant pop it and see her right in that historic white church it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call Maria 305-3585. Now, inside, now you say, what Father's Day gifts could I get at It's My Health? Well, how about homemade fresh honey or maple syrup or uh, octave skin brushes or beef fresh gum or the incredible acai berry, acai, which is that incredible antioxidant. There's also natural skincare hair care products essential oils body oils soaps it's my health has 250 bulk herbs teas and spices and wait there's more hemp and cbd products for oral topical use right now it's 119 i'm going to give you an idea you want to get a good father's day gift father's day is coming up on sunday if you want to get your dad or your grandfather whoever it is you want to get a good father's day you know what makes a great gift a massage and they offer them at it's my health now they have different types but they have reflexology they have massage therapy a massage is a great gift years ago for my birthday someone gave me a massage and of course you use it and a lot of times it's something people normally wouldn't utilize maybe unless they're away on vacation how about that for a great gift or how about sign up your dad for some yoga classes or tai chi but they have health and wellness classes but a massage would be a great gift to give for father's day and you know where you can get it it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland right across from davidport restaurant it's my health in cumberland all right i want to get to folks good afternoon it's John DiPietro. Um, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, visit the website, DiPietro.com. And then you just, um, what you, all you have to do is, if you'd like to get a hold of me, is go there and then click on contact John. So now I also want to, um, <sighs> President Trump said last night, stop vaccinating young people. I'm not convinced he's wrong about that. Not convinced he is wrong about that. Now, some other things that you should know, blood donations are needed right now. Blood donations are needed. The Rhode Island, uh, the uh, they need some blood right now. If you could, they certainly could use some people to um, get out to and donate some blood. So that is something that needs to happen so but let me get to um some of the sound and again president trump was on with hannity last night i thought it was a good appearance i thought it was a very good appearance but i want to go back to um well a couple things this is president biden yesterday and i don't admittedly i don't understand this whole thing of him saying he gave a list of targets that he doesn't want cyber criminals to go after
2: i talked about that Certain critical infrastructure should be off limits to attack. Period. By cyber, any other means. I gave them a list. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have in front of me 16 specific entities. 16 defined as critical infrastructure.
1: What? what why 16, Mr. President? Why not all of them? Why? Why would there only be 16? As a matter of fact, why would they be? even more of them that are off limits. How about they're all off limits? All right, Candace Owens appeared on Tucker Carlson talking about the mayor of Chicago. This is Candace Owens on, so on. with Tucker Carlson. She's
0: been watching all of this. She understands the symbols do matter. She's the host of Candace. She joins us tonight with a reaction to all of this. Chicago, Candace, thanks so much for coming on, is really kind of a, a case study in what happens when you apply bad policy.
3: That's absolutely right. And Lori Lightfoot, I mean, she's a disaster. And I think, first and foremost, suppose take a glance at her. And the first thing you think is, this is a woman who is an avowed racist. And you might look at that and say, well, that's obvious because she says she doesn't want to speak to any white reporters and only black reporters. But I think, actually, Lori Lightfoot is abundantly racist towards black Americans, right? So she pretends. Don't pay attention to what she's saying. Pay attention to what she's doing. She's pretending that she represents black people when she gets in front and says, I only want to speak to black journalists. But that's meant to be a distraction. Actually, look at her track record. Who is it that she's ha, have her policies led to the mass homicide of black people. Black people are dying on the streets of Chicago. Black people are the people that are suffering when, you know, in the first quarter of this year, 34 percent homicide rate increase. It's black on black crime. And she has seen this through. The more important thing, though, when you showed a clip of her earlier and she started talking about.
1: We- you know, she is very impressive. That is um, Candace Owens. She attended URI. I don't think she graduated from URI, but she did attend URI i hear some different people saying they'd like to see her on a ticket running for president but i'm not i'm not there yet um but i i do hear a number of the people saying it now i also want to get to morning joe morning joe had on hillary clinton and I want to hear this talk about negotiating with Putin.
4: talked about a reset, but of course, uh, the bigger uh, takeaway is that he was... Uh- Enraged uh, that you took a tough line against him, he held a grudge against you. Much of the disruption of the 2016 campaign uh, was centered around the fact uh, many people believe that you had spoken uh, spoken straight and spoken up to him on the international stage. Uh, given those facts and what you know about him and how he is, uh, you, you all have uh, such a uh, remarkable relationship. Uh, do you think? In- is a good idea to have this summit right now. Uh, and is there any hope of Joe Biden getting a deliverable uh, that would make this summit worthwhile?
3: Well, Joe, I think that's a critical question. I believe the answer um, is yes. Obviously, we won't know until it's over. But when we tried to do the so-called reset, we had three very specific goals in mind. Number one, we needed to enlist uh, Russia in our efforts to Try to put a lid on the Iranian nuclear program, we wanted a new nuclear treaty, the so-called New START uh, agreement, and we wanted help in uh, supplying our troops in Afghanistan by being able to uh, do overflights of Russia. We got all three of those things. Now, there is uh, a continuing challenge from Putin, because even when you get an agreement uh, about something that you think is in the interests of in the United States he's going to continue to prod undermine and and literally try to make our <laughs> lives difficult as we know mm-hmm. um, we don't have uh, you know Trump uh, being in effect a spokesperson for Putin any longer we have a president who will stand up and defend American interests uh, so I think that there can be some cooperation I personally would like to see uh, a resumption of negotiations about uh, nuclear arms we know that russia has been really pushing forward with tactical nuclear arms uh posing great dangers i would like to see a process where russia is uh involved in negotiations that i hope eventually would include china because although we don't talk about it as much as we should uh the threat of nuclear weapons and their spread and on I hope never, their use uh, remains a a key threat. And then we've got to have some kind of process about cyber crimes and cyber attacks. And I thought a number of commentators have made an excellent suggestion that we we look for a Geneva Convention, if you will, bring the world around what we're gonna do to protect ourselves and to draw some lines about what's unacceptable when it comes uh, to the use of cyber
1: weapons. Well, and especially Again, that was Hillary Clinton um, on Morning Joe, especially I don't know why he would limit it to just 16, 16, um, only 16. Why would you just say these 16 are off limits? All right. Last night, folks, right now it's 127. Good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let's go to President Trump was on with Sean Hannity. have
4: to get back. Hold on. Here we go. Now we have to get back and the schools have to get open. And frankly, uh, we're lucky we have the vaccine. But the vaccine on very young people is something that you got to really stop. You have to get back to, to running your country. I mean, I don't see reasons And I am a big believer in what we did with the vaccine. It's incredible what we did. You see the results. But to have every school child where it's 99.99%, they just don't, you know, they're just not affected or affected badly. Having to receive a vaccine, I think, is something that you should start thinking about because I think it's unnecessary.
1: I agree with him. And, folks, it just continues. It's rotten what they have done during this whole time to children. That really is the worst. This is the one part of the interview that I I don't think Sean Hannity was fully thinking through what he was going to present to 75-year-old Donald Trump. Who, again, let's just do the math here. It's 75 this year. Next year, 22. 76. 23, 77, 24, 78. So I was a little surprised Sean Hannity went into the whole I mean, Biden is seventy eight years old. I think you're gonna see him start to back off this whole thing of trying to say that he's he's in a way, Hannity is saying he's he's older and forgetful. Hey, clear.
0: Here we go. This happened at the G seven. Joe's had a lot of these um, cognitive misfires, let's call it that, and this is the one that he had because he had called Putin a killer, then he was asked about it, he didn't want to give that answer because he's about to meet with Putin, and your reaction to Joe and, and do you think he's up to the job physically, mentally? Let me play this. Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still
4: your belief, sir, that he is a killer? <laughs> the answer to the first question? <laughs> I'm laughing, too. They actually... I. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that...
1: uh, uh they put in the crickets.
4: The answer is, I believe he is in the past, essentially acknowledge that he was uh there are certain things that he would do or did do you
0: know i do make fun of it but in all seriousness mr president that scares the hell out of me have you noticed the same well, thing maybe I the
4: I only time i've ever disagreed with you is about the age because i guess joe is going on to be 79 fairly soon and that's not old, relatively speaking. I know Bernie Marcus, a great gentleman, founder of Home Depot. Oh, a Sanders is older. 100%. I spoke to him. He's 100%. And other people are in their 90s and 80s, and they're doing great. So, you know, his age is not... The problem. And look, I hope he has no problems. I want him to do well. I want him to go out and do well. Uh, I think the election was unbelievably unfair, but I want this guy to go out and do well for our country. I don't want to see a scene like that. I watched that yesterday. I thought it was terrible. It was terrible.
1: It was terrible. Um, But I think, folks, again, at 131 on this Thursday, I, I don't think you're going to hear Sean Hannity going after President Biden on age anymore. I don't, and I think you know if it took, um, if it took President Trump to basically speak up and like, hey, cool it on the age thing, or otherwise, people are going to bring this up. Should I decide that I want to run again in twenty twenty four, which? You know, a lot of people still don't seem to understand why um, his hold on, on the party, and that is, it, it's basically because if you take out, I and I know people don't like this, but if you take out all of that, of I mean, are we really supposed to believe 80 million people voted for for a guy that was not seen? That was basically in his basement. President Trump was overexposed. If you had to do the whole pandemic over, he should have just let Vice President Pence and Fauci run the show. He should have just been in the background. And he wouldn't have been overexposed. And I don't think he would have fired up the base as much. But, and I did mention this, so scientists backing probe into the lab, we waited because we didn't want to be associated with President Trump. A scientist that signed down to a letter recently backing a probe that the virus originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology admitted that he and other scientists did not come forward because they didn't want to be associated with President Trump. So, but it's supposed to be about the science. All right, now this was something else that President Trump said that got an awful lot of attention um, in the media. It's right here.
4: We didn't win. We didn't win. We didn't win.
1: You know, and they're making um, a huge, huge deal about him just saying that. And I've heard other people speculate that as a result of seeing President Biden on the world stage with, with Putin, that that's what really, you know, kicked it in. And that's when he finally really then realized, I I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I believe that. So, um, but I, I, um, I, I know they continue to make a huge, huge deal about it. They make a huge deal about it, but I, I don't think that's exactly what it was. And you even heard, he said, I, I hope he does well. Um, that's far more than, than they were ever saying about him. That's for sure. So now I wanna hear, this is uh, some more of President Trump with Sean Hannity from it's last night.
0: It's really very sad actually. Let me go into this double standard issue that I've been discussing here. And, and that is, you, we went through three years as a country. And I covered it almost every night. Every major newspaper, two cable networks that are nothing but democratic propaganda, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, they all got it wrong about Trump-Russia collusion. But now we know the truth. We know that Hillary Clinton paid for the dirty Russian misinformation dossier that even Christopher Steele doesn't stand by. And the subsource doesn't stand by. That dossier she paid for was then used to spy on you as a candidate, and oh, a FISA court. Can't
1: was believe we're relitigating this thing all over, as, over again.
0: Transition phase, and then as a president. And we also know that money from Russia made it to a prominent political family in America. That would be Hunter Biden's family. That would be Joe's son. Oh. Um, now, again, I ask you that that wasn't the coverage for three years while you were in office. Actually, four, if you want to include a Ukraine. Um, what do you make of the double standard? Some people even get Pulitzers over such phony coverage. Well, they did get
4: Pulitzers and it turned out to be, uh, they got Pulitzers for absolutely incorrect and opposite reporting. It was a horrible reporting. And uh, there are many people that should have gotten Pulitzers where they had it right, but they were not considered. And it's a disgrace. Uh, I think Pulitzer is another one that's been disgraced by this whole last four and a half year period, five year period. But literally from the day of that wonderful ride down the escalator, from that moment on, uh, investigation after investigation, and the people that were guilty, uh, they, uh, they just float right through how it wasn't done. Uh, DOJ didn't do anything about it. I guess they felt they want to be soft. Uh, this
1: Folks, I want to just tap in for a moment. Now, in fairness to President Trump, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. He 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 can only answer the questions that are posed to him. So he's actually being criticized for that. But what, what was he supposed to do? That was the question that Sean Hannity posed to him. So let me hear a little bit more of um, this. Was President Trump last night on Hannity?
4: going to be energy independent you're not going to do for pennsylvania for texas for all of these places where we're doing so well with energy we're not going to be energy independent in two months from now they make oh, it windmills all over the place to ruin our land and kill our birds to kill everything we're not going to be and they're very intermittent as you learn from watching uh, over the last four months it's intermittent energy it's not good it's not going to power our great factories and' what, it's the
0: real. What did it's you make a, yeah there, there was a question it's of what there was a question of whether Ukraine would join NATO. And Biden's answer is they have to clean up corruption. And okay, yes. so they can't jo- join NATO because they got to clean up corruption. But his son made a fortune, and he leveraged uh, a billion dollars in again.
1: About it. I, I think he's like re-lit- relitigating the past. And that's not President Trump's fault, though, folks. I want to be very clear about that. All right. Good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. This portion of our show is brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Now, contact Jared. Let's just say right now, outside your home or property, you have some green algae, moss, and mildew. Text Jared a free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. 401 401- 617 2585 Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also find them on Facebook, and the website is Rhode Island Rhode Island Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Again, whether it is um, uh, industrial buildings or restaurants or homes, roof stacks, look on Facebook the before and afters or on his website, Rhode Island The company is Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Certified Softwash. And you can text Jared for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. So, let's just say outside your home, you have some algae and mildew and dirt, and you want to get rid of it. Well, if you contact Jared, take a photo of it, and then text it to Jared at 617-2585. He'll give you same-day estimate biodegradable it's plant safe contact jared text him 401-617-2585 i just want to get back to this is president trump last night on with sean hannity and i i just want to remind people i think it's unfair to keep re um, relitigating what happened during the trump presidency the president i think he sounds good he sounds upbeat and uh he sounds like he's ready to get back to work
4: But to have every school child where it's 99.99 percent, they just don't, you know, they're just not affected or affected badly. Having to receive a vaccine, I think is something that you should start thinking about because I think it's unnecessary. You want China to pay $10 trillion, don't you? Well, the number is much higher than that, but there's only so much they can pay, and that's to us, and the world is, uh, the number is bigger throughout the world. Look, countries have been destroyed over what they did, and whether by accident or not, and I would hope that it was accident, I hope that it was through incompetence or an accident, but when you look, whether it was by an accident, whether it was whatever it is, uh, You look at these countries, they'll never, ever be the same. Our country was hit so hard, but other countries were hit much harder. Look at what's going on in India now. You know, they used to say, oh, look how well India's doing, because they were always looking for an excuse. Look how well India's doing. The fact is that India's just been devastated now, and virtually every country has been devastated no, I think I think uh, that's one of the reasons that I feel it's very important to find out where it came from, how it came. I think I know. I mean, I feel certain about it. But uh, certainly, China should help. Right now, their economy and our economy are the two economies that are coming, that are coming back the fastest. I mean, if you think about it, uh, in certain ways, maybe they were they benefited very greatly. I mean, very, very greatly. Yeah can tell you they benefited with the U.S. because we were in a process of doing things where we caught up to China at a level that nobody thought was possible. And once the China virus came in, we had to think a very different look. You know, the world changed. The whole world changed. You didn't think about the economics. You think you thought about saving people and saving lives. So the world changed. It was a different different ballgame. We did we did the great trade deal, a big piece of it, but we did the great trade deal and it helped a lot of people, manufacturers and farmers in particular. But, but you know, after, after that horrible disease floated in from China, however it came in, and it came in through numerous ways, once that disease came in from China, I had a whole different attitude. It was a terrible thing.
0: Let me ask you about, let me go back to the campaign, and I'm going to play a tape for you here.
1: Uh, again, folks, a lot of this, and again, this was a good afternoon. It's 142. It's John DePetro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website, daPetro.com. This portion of the show, do you know someone that was in an accident? You do? Well, call West Fountain Autobody 401-272-3340. Four words. West Fountain Autobody. Now, a couple things. I'm not saying it was your fault. It could be a drunk driver or people texting and driving, not paying attention, whether it's a small dent or or maybe it's it's almost um, uh, you know near total damaged, ruined, small dent or a fender bender or something like completely bent out. You can depend on West Fountain. Call Kenny today, 401-272-3340. If your vehicle was damaged and you need to get it fixed, I implore you, and I encourage you, take it to West. Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. What I think is unfair is, again, President Trump can only answer the questions he's being asked, and it's these are the questions that that Sean Hannity is asking him. So I think the media is unfair. Um, let me go back a little bit into the Hannity-Trump uh, interview.
0: from scares the hell out of me. Well, Have you notice the same well, thing. Well, maybe the only time I've
4: ever disagreed with you is about the age, because I guess Joe is going on to be seventy-nine fairly soon, and that's not old, relatively speaking. I know Bernie Marcus, a great gentleman, founder of Home Depot. Oh, Bernie uh, Sanders is older. A hundred percent. I spoke to him. He's a hundred percent. And other people are in their nineties and eighties, and they're doing great. So you know, his age is not the problem and look i hope he has no problems i want him to do well i want him to go out and do well Uh, i think the election was unbelievably unfair but i want this guy to go out and do well for our country i don't want to see a scene like that i watched that
0: yesterday i thought it was terrible it was terrible nobody knew what was happening he has let me move on to the economy. We now have inflation. We now have jobs that people aren't taking. Yep. And businesses now are are turning down the federal government's extended unemployment uh, benefits. Uh, the price of lumber through the roof. The price of gasoline up an, a- an average $1. ten per gallon. The price to heat and cool your home is up. The price of meat is skyrocketing. Lumber skyrocketing. Every item that you buy in any store that is delivered by a truck you are paying a lot more for and i'm looking at it and and we're getting rid of energy independence which you gave us as president for the first time in 75 years what is your take on the state of the economy and the impact the current border crisis has on it And i want i'll do a follow-up on that
4: So the lumber is really a a function of uh, supply and demand. We have so much, but they're putting environmental restrictions on trees now that are so bad, and we're trying to make deals with Canada. I can tell you from personal experience, Canada is very, very tough. Uh, Canada is... uh, as tough as anybody they they it's very unfair the way Canada treats us and I had it down to a science it was so good it was so we were doing so well everything was coming down we signed the uh, USMCA Mexico Canada but we were not being taken advantage of anymore and I was going to tariff the hell out of their cars coming into the United States if they did and they knew it And as soon as I left, they started playing games. And now you look at lumber prices, because we get a lot from Canada. And you look at what's going on with milk and the fact that they don't take us, but we take them. So many things they did to farmers that I straightened out. And now it's going back to worse than it was, because there's nobody there complaining about it. Now, Canada treats this country very, very badly. So does Europe, by the way, and China you know about. But as I
0: say, in many ways, Europe treats us just as badly as China. Let me let me ask this question, and I want to ask it. And I'll ask you about 2022 and 2024 in a minute. It seems to me that conservatism, and I remember, and maybe you do it or you don't, when you were thinking about running for president, times that I'd interview you in private conversations we'd have at the time, I explained what I believed in. I really haven't changed much. I believe in liberty, freedom, capitalism, our constitution, low taxes, less government interference, bureaucracy, a constitutionalist on the bench, school choice, law and order, safety and security so people can preserve through happiness, free market solutions for health care, including protecting pre-existing conditions. I want secure borders. Uh, I absolutely, positively want energy independence for a lot of reasons and free and fair trade and peace through strength. That pretty much sums up Sean Hannity's philosophy. It was talk that you are considering maybe laying out the Trump America first, make America great again agenda. How close is my lifelong hell beliefs to what you would put on paper if you ever considered it and are you considering it
4: well i am and frankly if you think of it that's what i've been doing and talking about for a long time hey sean hannity here hey click here to
1: subscribe oh. to fox news youtube oh, all right all right sorry folks i don't know why that got interrupted in that way well good afternoon it's Sean D'Epetro at 148 on am 1380 and 99.9 fm now as I've been telling you, it is going to be, without question, a hot summer. And the question is, what are you going to do about it? Now is the time to call J.K.L. Engineering and explore Central Air. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, call them today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Central air is more affordable than you think, or maybe your cooling system is just not working as efficiently as it could. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, over 54 years in business, customer satisfaction, number one call jkl estimates are free financing is available it's jkl engineering 401-351-7600 call jkl you don't want to sweat through the summer call jkl keep your home your business nice and comfortable with jkl engineering 401-351-7600 i want to go um back to just a little well actually no he just kind of relitigates um everything that was happening uh, and again, I I thought the president, I thought President Trump did well. I thought uh, it was maybe a little long, a little long the uh, the whole thing. But I think the the fact President Trump, um, I think he has the right approach, which is let's let's wait and see what happens after twenty twenty two. And you know where the media also is, is lost is how they seem, you know, how can these people stay? He got 75 million votes. No president has ever gotten 75 million votes. You don't just kick somebody like that overboard. And he got a lot of Democrats to vote for him. He got a lot of people who've never voted for a Republican in their life. It crossed over. Um, the if the pandemic didn't come along President Trump would have been re-elected so and should have gotten his second term I don't know none of us know what's gonna happen uh, I have a I have feeling in 18 months, we'll have a better handle on it. All right, but I want to get back to folks. If you haven't seen, first of all, check the website, com about the story. The rats are terrible, but that seems to come down to a neighbor who's feeding them. But this situation in South Kingstown, this is really a disgrace with what happened where they, the superintendent, should resign for giving out the addresses and private information Of young children in the district, just so the union could send them private messages to try to get a new school. Here's the story on Channel 10. Using
2: school information for political campaigns in Rhode Island. And this follows a recent controversy in South Kingstown over mailers that were actually sent to kids. NBC 10's Brian Crandall is live to explain this a bit more and the new developments Ah. in this case. Brian? And Dan, the General Assembly passed a bill prohibiting the use of school district computer listservs to distribute political ads. The superintendent here in South Kingstown recently admitted that she gave out the student directory, but says she didn't know it would be used to address a political mailer to kids.
1: Too bad. Resigned. The
2: mailer was sent in late April urging support of an $85 million bond for school renovations. It came from the AFL CIO union. It was in my
3: child's name, and I was
2: completely surprised. Tina Puesto is one of the parents upset the school district's distribution list was used. I think it's a disgrace, quite honest. The bond failed, but the fallout has been intense. The South Kingstown Town Council is investigating. And more than a month after the outrage began, school superintendent Linda Savastano admitted on the district's Facebook page Friday night that she was the person who provided the information. Wow. That she was asked, as she had been before, to provide the directory list and gave it to the group Friends of South Kingstown Schools, but claimed that was the end of her involvement. Sevastano wrote that she did not know a mailer would be addressed to school children. But she's very sorry it occurred and deeply sorry she delayed telling the school committee Seven that she had not weeks. connected the dots. The superintendent has not returned my messages today and we went to the office. No one's available at the moment for comment. Honestly, I think her statement should have ended with you know and therefore i am resigning paula bradley helped lead the opposition to the bond question that the mailer supported it was very disappointing um you know it took her seven weeks to come forward she only came forward when she was caught and her statement had um very little ownership and accountability The AFL CIO has not returned my message, neither has a consultant who is apparently involved, and the woman who requested that directory from the superintendent has been removed from the board of the groups who's a part of. I'm Brian.
1: What an absolute disgrace, folks. I mean, just so how is someone continue to be the superintendent? I don't understand. Again, the story's out of South Kingstown. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Hey, Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Another great place. Stop in and get a gift for Dad. You can get a gift certificate at Competition Shooting Supplies. That's right. Stop in and see John Francis, our leader. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Now make sure you uh, look for them on Facebook. They have great he updates the Facebook uh, page as far as All different uh, stock and merchandise that they have in stock, competition, shooting supplies, easy to get to. You take the last exit, they're 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island, you're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then you'll be at the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. You hang the left and you're right there. John Francis is the owner. You can call him at 727-1716. Stop in and see him. Open Tuesday through Thursday, 10 to 6. Friday, 10 to 7. And then Saturday, 9 to 4.30. Again, uh, why not get a gift certificate for Father's Day at Competition Shooting Supplies? And also look for them. On Facebook, well, folks. Right now, good afternoon on this uh, sunny Thursday. It's John DePietro. It's one fifty-five. So President Biden's going to be seventy-nine years old in November. Seventy-nine years old in November. But I think what's different is he seems, and he's been through a lot. He has physical, mental. He's done a lot of traveling. He's he's been through a lot. I would not I wouldn't call him a young seventy-eight. So, but I, I think that's interesting, and I think President Trump was wise to push back on that a little bit, and I, as I said earlier, I think you're going to see Sean Hannity drop that a little bit. I, I admit, there's times there's gaps of time where he's not saying anything and seems um, a little bit lost, but um but I don't think that's the narrative that they're going to follow. Hey, I also noticed that there is an update. With the Newport Daily News on that murder in Newport, which I've been following, that I think is interesting, and it turns out that it was when the police arrived on the scene. It's I guess it's like a a big Newport detectives described the scene after the fatal stabbing, and they uh, testified a five inch Heckles steak knife was recovered in the kitchen sink, was suspected blood at the base of the handle. And in that, now this was a Airbnb, a six-slot butcher block in the corner had five steak knives in it, five steak knives in it, but it was a six-slot butcher block. So it would seem that the knife that was used in the murder was, in fact, right there in the kitchen sink. What I think is interesting, so they had a... um, This is all with a bail hearing that they're having in Newport. But I'm a little surprised that the Newport police, that there were 10 people there. They didn't have all their names. They didn't um, uh, fully get everything. It's it's a little different than we initially thought, which is shortly after midnight, the detective testified he was on patrol, dispatched to the Shell gas station on Thames Street. A man reported bleeding. He located Julian in the corner of Lee Avenue and Thames Street. Large pool of blood. Near approximately ten people. One person had removed his shirt in an effort to stop the bleeding. Ugh. One stab wound to the right side of his neck behind his ear was bleeding heavily. Applied pressure to the wound until a rescue wagon arrived. Uh, Everyone was hysterical. But but when the defense attorney got a chance to uh, question the police officer. He starts saying, you know, where were all these 10 people? Did you talk to all 10 people? But after they obtained a search warrant, he went to the scene at 548 Thames Street. while his partner processed 546 Thames Street. The apartment in question was a bottom-level apartment. Technically, 548 Thames Street South. So I guess they, like, rent out different parts of it. Found a large pool of blood inside the front door. There was no rear door to the apartment. It was blood Four feet up the walls and on the ceiling, multiple bloody footprints. Uh, he could not match the footprints with any individual on Wednesday. Five-inch Heckel steak knife was recovered in the kitchen sink. Six-slot butcher's block was in the corner of the sink with five steak knives in it. He did not observe fresh injuries on the two suspects when he photographed them on June 3rd. Cross-examination, Joe Vakola asked He'd gotten this, the name or addresses of the ten people on scene. He said he didn't. Several of the Newport police officers tried, that we couldn't name the officers. Cole asked the detective he'd seen all people speak to members of the Newport police department. He said at least two or three of them, and redirect to your firm, In a case like that, it's not typical for a detective to interview witnesses on scene. Uh, testified some witnesses came forward to know the names. One witness was the girlfriend. Asked if at any time received information what type of clothing Polson wore around the time, said he did not. So, um, again, Joe Vacola is a very experienced uh, criminal defense attorney, so this is going to be a tough one. Folks, uh, it's 159, it's John Pedro Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then... After two will be the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. Remember, look for me on Facebook for any type of breaking news. You want to get a hold of me, go to the website. It is, in fact, at Petro.com. We're back tomorrow at 11 on the radio. In the meantime, enjoy this beautiful